0: Richard Case. Well, good
1: morning, Kathy. Um, how are you this good morning? Uh, great morning. And uh, it's a beautiful time. My wife and I are actually at the Biltmore, um, in at the Biltmore in uh, North Carolina. That's we one just of
2: y'all's favorite spots, favorite right?
1: Spot. Beautiful spot of rest and recreation and uh, mm-hmm. time. We get a lot of time together in the Word. Whenever we do a vacation uh, or a break, we actually go deeper um, mm-hmm. in, with our spiritual walk because it's such a beautiful time where we're doing less work things and less, you know, stuff on emails and computer computers and stuff. And we're walking and we're uh, sitting together and we're processing uh, our issues of life that we we're seeking God's will for, and then what what is God saying to us about our abiding and the truth of it. Um, and so we act, and then we use a great time to pray and prayer is what do you have to say, Father? Help us to get clarity of your will so then we can pray that. Because he said, if you pray my will, it's going to happen. You know. So mm-hmm. we said, well, <laughs> let's, let's discover his will and pray it. Um, and uh, last time, you know, we talked about um, uh, is God of the New Testament the same the God of the Old Testament? The answer is yes. Um, and what that means practically, by the way, is then all of Scripture is to be explored with God to speak to us Mm -hmm. um, all of that truth um, into our life. And and he interprets it and he helps us understand it uh, so that, for example, and we discussed this last time, uh, the Old Testament will say, well, in order for it to be well with you, you have to be obedient.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that's still true. But he says, now, let me help you understand something about that. It's still true, but actually I put myself within you to learn to be obedient. He said, really what, right. I, need, what I need you to do is stay with me mm-hmm. and let me walk you through the truth to receive that truth so that you have a heart to be obedient. And by the way, um, the Old Testament, this is uh, David, by the way, speaking in Psalm 40. He says, I really understand something. Um, it's set up that you have sacrifices and offerings. He said, really, I understand. It's not really that alone. It's not just Mm -hmm. doing that. There's a a truth about behind that. But he said, it's really that I have a delight to do your will. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, that's what this is all about. And of course, you know, the New Testament is that I've given you a heart to be able to do my will and to hear my right. will and to follow my will, which you know, which is a beautiful thing. And so, um, as we look at as we look at abiding, is is be open to go over all the old and New Testament wherever God takes you, and just keep asking, what does that mean, and how do I understand this? And particularly when I'm when I'm called to do something and, and face with something, like for example, um, a lot of people that I deal with, particularly that are having financial trouble. Uh, get faced with a, a simple question. Um, are you tithing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, interesting enough, this is really an interesting response. Well, that's Old Testament.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't need to. <laughs> no, uh, it's still there. And, I sa- and, I, and then I said, let me help you get to the truth of that because it's not about, like David understood, it's not about performing it right it's the heart behind it and And there's
2: a reason that god has commanded that because he's fighting for your heart in that
1: that's right and and he says because of 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 uh, your you know money or your income or the things you have everybody is going to be tested in that Mm -hmm. specific thing is do you trust me by giving you know a tithe and more to my work first and, mm-hmm. then, and then I'll bless you. And it's a test of your heart. And by the way, I give you permission to test me right back to see if it's not true that I'll fulfill it. Um, so when people struggle with it, it's like, yeah, but I don't have enough money to do it. Um, that's mm-hmm. why I'm in, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, well, why don't you go with God and, and, and see if I say to them, well, you should just be obedient to it. And even if they said, okay, fine. They haven't really gotten to the truth of it, right? Because well, then I'm just performing it as a formula, as Instead opposed of God to God letting
2: Him letting God really change our heart with change it. Change
1: my heart about it, and let me learn something about that. Is mm-hmm. that if I trust you truly by demonstrating this, but it's, it's a heart thing, not a performance. Mm-hmm. Then you will will demonstrate your love for me and your covenant life for me. And I learned that, and then the joy of giving, you know, is re- is remarkable. Um, so that mm-hmm. when I have people who who start this, I actually tell them, I said, it's okay uh, that you feel that way. Um, I said, now let's get in the word, react to that word, and then let's process it. And they do, and they they come. To the first conclusion they come to is, God says it's clear, both Old and New Testament. He loves a generous heart and he wants me to be giving.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Do you understand? Yep. I understand that. Okay. Are you, are you going to follow that? Uh, well, no, (laughs) because I don't have the money to to do that Uh, until Mm -hmm. God blesses me. I won't be able to have the money to to to, you know, be generous. Mm -hmm. And God says, actually, it's the other way around. Is it when you're generous and I'll, then I'll give you the money to, to experience it, you know, and you're going to have to trust me. And so, there's a there's a block with yeah but okay that's mm-hmm. okay and and see God doesn't say well then you're you're out he just says look stay with me longer my spirit will lead you into that truth into that faith into the belief of this through your processing
0: mm-hmm. and there's
1: no rush to it but if you stay with me you will get there and when you get there you will then say I understand it and I'm willing to do it and you take that step of faith mm-hmm. through the power of God why because he put, you, put himself within you which is the beautiful fulfillment of the New Testament um, so all really God says and this is why we teach abiding as the principle of everything we do is um, it's not about performance mm-hmm. it's about walking with him through these issues of life through these wounds through these uh things that we hold in our heart that aren't true to let him to bring us into the into the beauty of that um and and express it and all we have to do is stay with him um, Mm -hmm. and enjoy it so as you
2: say that i think i've shared this recently um on here too but it just again reminds me of that romans 6 5 for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Yep. And that word for united translates as the same basically as congenital twins.
0: Hmm.
2: And so if you can picture us united with Christ in his death, and then the power of resurrection life is all tied to simply being united with him, which is abiding, right, staying connected to the vine. And as we are united and abiding with him. Our invitation is that newness, that resurrection life, and all the power that comes with it, and and He will walk us right into these things.
1: Yep. Um, we uh, this is um, uh, we have uh, probably now a couple weeks ago we, we were uh, trying to uh, finish our sec- our sessions on prayer and Paul's prayer in uh, uh, Colossians, uh, and w- and we had a question um, about uh, first of all it was about tongues. Mm-hmm. and we and we talked about that and then there was a question about the nashville tragedy with you know where is god and how come you know god didn't mm-hmm. prevent that and we went through a whole series of that um, then we had another question about well is the god of the old, the old testament and the new testament the same which we've gone through um and then through our discussion about the nashville tragedy where we talked about the world being wicked and that um God doesn't restore the world back to Adam and Eve in the in the Garden of Eden, but rather gives us the power to have the victorious life in the trouble,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that uh, someday His way of um, handling it all is going to not re- not restore it or repair it, is to destroy it, mm-hmm. and then He creates a new heaven and a new earth. So the question came up, which is a really good one. Uh, well, I thought he did that once already. Um uh, mm-hmm. didn't he do that with Noah and the flood and, and there was wickedness and he basically destroyed the people of the earth, uh, and had Noah and his family, you know, start over and why doesn't he do that again? That, that was a question. Mm. Uh, why doesn't he do that again? So let's, let's look at that. Um, and we'll, uh, try to understand it. So go to, this is Genesis chapter six, mm-hmm. uh, Uh, 1 through uh, 7 or 1 through 8 to to, uh, start with Sure
2: Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose And the Lord said my spirit shall not strive with man forever for he is indeed flesh yet His days shall be 120 years There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of god came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them they were the mighty men who were of old men of renown then the lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart so the lord said i will destroy man whom i have created from the face of the earth both man and beast creeping thing and birds of the air for I am sorry that I have made them but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord
1: okay so um, this is an interesting passage uh, that says uh, that the wickedness the evil of his creation had gotten so bad that God said he was grieved because there was nobody that had a heart to follow him at all, by the way, except Noah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Noah and his family said, well, of all the people on earth, there is one, uh, and that's Noah and his family who found, found grace, which means favor or they have a heart to follow God. And they're, they're not accepting the wickedness, evilness of of the world. Now, um, this passage is tricky because it implies something, um, one, uh, it the, says the sons of God um, is that through you know the line of uh, Seth that uh, just became super wicked and they dominated and took over and everybody was really completely anti-God. Just mm-hmm. I don't even have a heart for God. Anti-God. The other interpretation and there's scripture uh, that support this. When it refers to the sons of God, it's really talking about the angelic, um, and, oh, the, interesting. And, and the demonic. And so did somehow, uh, Satan and the demonic, uh, physically be able to take wives, have children, uh, through that, which doesn't seem for us that we can't fathom that. How does right. that, how does that work? And by the way, it hasn't ever happened since, mm-hmm. um, so was that happening and it they got even more wicked and evil because they had already rejected God. Their children then were rejecting God because their substance, their nature, was, was wicked and evil. Um and uh we can't imagine how that even worked if it did, but mm-hmm. it it appears scripturally that yeah, maybe it did. Um, and that there oh, was th- there was something going on. In, in any case um, it was either a, a lineage of of God's uh, you know uh, line um, through you know Adam and Eve or it was these uh, demonic that came but he but he looked at it and he said the wickedness was so great and this is in verse 5 that every intent and thought of every person was only evil continually hmm Okay, so there wasn't even a thought in all of that is should we consider following God at all? It was no, all the time, every time, uh, every person was uh, thinking and only doing evil. And he could project it and say, well, it's going to continue to go that direction and there's never going to be anybody that has a heart Mm. you know to follow me um and so he's looking and saying um, i'm kind of sorry that this is where it wound up now by the way did that surprise him no um but he said and this is interesting think about the very purpose of the creation of man in itself Mm -hmm. why did he create adam and eve why did god create adam and eve
2: Well, for his glory. Yeah,
1: for his glory and for his fellowship Mm -hmm. is I want fellowship and intimacy with my creation. And and, because he keeps saying that that you are in my image, Uh, I'm here to have fellowship with you. He says, my joy uh, is you. My joy is you walking with me. My joy, God speaking, is you are my inheritance Mm -hmm. Uh, because I get to be with you, and that's part of the beauty. And we actually, I think yesterday we talked about that uh, in our retreat. Somebody made the comment is they were amazed of how beautiful that heart is for for us people, that God cares to that level to want to speak to me, process Mm -hmm. with me, draw me into his personal life. Uh, And that's why he created it. And And God says here, where it has gone is to a place where that fellowship no longer is available. To that communion is
2: not even there, right?
1: Uh, and not even a possibility of it, because mm-hmm. uh, they've so gone so far in their wickedness. And he said, "Well, there is one, uh, Noah, um, and his family." Um, so, mm-hmm. so what does he do? He says, "Well, I'm going to destroy it." Um, so he does. I will destroy man off the face of the earth, except for noah um and and his family um so then he you know he has the flood um and then if you jump down to uh chapter eight um and go down to verse uh twenty through nine one, this is now after the flood, so he's been destroyed uh Noah has survived it in his family because he built the ark um mm-hmm. uh and he lasted and by the way uh there wasn't. This is, and this is think about the faith of this, there wasn't such thing as rain prior to mm. that. Um, it was right. it was moisture uh, that was present on the earth uh, as kind of a dew, but there wasn't a rain and there wasn't ever any thought of, of flooding or, or needing boats. Um, so when, when he said build this construction that's going to float, why? Because it's going right. to rain. You know, it's like, you know. Defied all logic. <laughs> you know, like Noah could have said, well, that doesn't make sense. He said, I know, but, mm-hmm. you know, get ready. And so he did, and he survived it. Um, so read verses 20 uh, through 9 uh, 1.
2: Sure. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and he took every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth.
1: Yeah, which is, by the way, the instruction he gave Adam and Eve. Uh, mm-hmm. be fruitful, and multiply. Uh, and he says, um, um, still, and this is, a, you know, in verse 21, because Adam and Eve, ne- or excuse me, Noah and his sons are still humans. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do they have? They have a sin nature. Right. So their offspring is going to have a sin nature. And he says, I, I understand this, the imagination, the thinking, the thought of man's heart is evil from his birth basically mm-hmm. um, he says I understand the sin nature and I'm going to have to uh, you know resolve that um, because of self and because I handed over you know the authority to uh, Satan and the world is wicked he says um, even though I did it this time I'm never going to do it again mm-hmm. uh, until by the way he done and he does destroy it you can see you can read this in uh, uh revelation chapter 20 and 21 he actually does destroy the whole thing and mm-hmm. and now we repopulate it with we translated people who have been living in heaven with him and we now live together on a new heaven and a new earth uh, and he says so I'm going to bless them and I want them to repopulate the earth okay now jump down to um, uh in chapter 9 um uh, go down to uh,
2: 11 to 15 Yeah, 11 to 15 Yeah. thus I establish my covenant with you never again shall all the flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth and God said this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth it shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh
1: yeah so he says Um, um I'm making a covenant um, mm-hmm. again this is the what's called the Noah covenant and it's it's um,
2: and this is different than the Abraham covenant. Or remember, it's similar. Well,
1: it's similar because the covenant itself, which then he defines for Abraham and then for all Mm -hmm. of us, um, and he gives it to David and Jacob, and and he gives the same covenant. This is the beginning of it. And that is that um, I am going to purposely offer Mm -hmm. blessing to every person that lives on earth and no longer will I, will I destroy. Of course, at the end, he does. But rather, um, the covenant is in the rainbow is you can be assured that I stand, God speaking, to offer you blessing. Um, and um, I'm not going to destroy you, but rather I'm going to offer to you the life that's available to you through me um, and I want that to be a sign of the rainbow is to be a sign of that so that you're remembering that I'm remembering. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> uh, and he says, what a beautiful gift too, yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and he says that, uh, cause he says this the, and you can read like Psalm 111, for example, is, uh, he says, I'm ever mindful of the covenant. In other words, I remember it all the time. I'm thinking about it all the time. And then I will command it if you have a heart to follow me. And you can receive it because I've, I've done it. And he said, I wanted the rainbow, which will be universal, by the way, around the world, mm-hmm. is a signal, a sign, an imagery that um, I am loyal to this covenant. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I did, I did do this once, uh, but I'm never going to do it again. Um, and now I'm going to appeal because, uh, in a sense... That wickedness, which is why it kind of supports maybe the demonic was involved, um, is no longer by itself the pure nature of man. Do we have a sinful nature? Yes, but actually, there's no pure wickedness in in people. There is something there that could appeal, could be appealed to to receive God and receive life, which is then why he then set up Abraham. Mm -hmm. and said let me form a nation of followers so that the world can understand who I am and then ultimately Christ will come in the fullness of time and I'll sacrifice my own son to give you the covenant and now you can live it and everybody uh, which is you know the the great mystery is that it's not just then for the Jews it's for everybody Mm -hmm. uh, that in the world to understand the truth of Christ that you're separated from him God is holy Uh, there's a problem and the only remedy is the sacrifice that Christ made himself to take on that penalty so that we could all have life and have it super abundantly. And so he's saying to, you know, Noah and to everybody behind it is that, uh, life is available to you. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be ever uh, mindful of that. So from our perspective, (laughs) it would be, well, God, the world's pretty, pretty awful. Um, why don't you just do this again, you know, and, uh, and start over, you know, and, and, or just end it. Um, he says, well, actually I'm going to end it at some point, but the time isn't right yet. There's still people that are going to come to know me. They're still going to be have fellowship with me and you are my representative, um, of the invisible God on earth. And so that's why abiding Mm -hmm. and following and being part of that is so critical with our mission is to spread the good news, both, Two, people that don't believe that they would believe and then join that. And then two, people that are believing but aren't following it mm-hmm. uh, so that you can enjoy it as well and then be proponents you know, of the truth. So um, we just know that uh, he did do it. Um, he said he wouldn't do it again. Um, and we can be assured of it. So therefore, the world we're living in is a, is a troubled place. And we can't just say, well, why don't you just end it? Um, and take care of it, or restore it. He said, well, I'm not going to restore it. Uh, even the world that he had with Noah, he didn't restore because they were still sinful people in a, in a wicked place under the control of Satan. So he just said, I'm going to restore the opportunity you know, to have life again. So hopefully that uh, uh, answers that question, at least some, somewhat, and I would urge you to get in the Word and process it further, because uh, it's true. We don't have a complete explanation of it, of it all. Right. Um, and that's, God said, that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, and so we can't say, well, yeah, but I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to know more. And he says, well, I've told you what, what, I, what I, I want to tell you. So, uh, you know, in, enjoy it. Right. So, uh, Kathy, we will return and, uh, f- finish our time up with uh, Paul's prayer next time. Uh, but we had, we got some good, uh, distractions here. Yeah, move, some move interesting different questions places. Yeah. to
2: talk through for sure. And I yeah. think even just today's reminder as you talk about that is just that that beautiful reminder of God's heart of grace and for all people to come to him and to yes. get to know him personally and to have eternal life. And yes. so the graciousness of him not being willing To destroy the earth again right now is a beautiful gift, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Even in in difficult times. Yeah, and that's really, that's really such incredible grace. Exactly.
1: That's really the question is that, well, for me, for me in my house, you know, and uh, as Joshua said is, well, we understand this and our call is to serve him now. Yes. And, and uh, not attribute what we think God should do, but rather given that this is where we are in a troubled place, uh, may I follow him and enjoy the covenant mm-hmm. life and the beautiful life, which he says is available. And, and I want to have you remember that I remember it all the time. So that's a, right. that's a great reminder. So we'll uh, pick yeah. this up next time and look forward to it.
2: Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great afternoon.
0: Yep. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry.